What's up, guys? It's Tanara just popping on to say, make sure that you follow and rate a Pisces Moon podcast, as well as show us love on Instagram by taking a screenshot of you listening to the show. And make sure that you tag me, T-I-N-A-R-A-T-E-E underscore, that's Tanara T underscore on Instagram. And don't forget to use the hashtag, a Pisces Moon podcast. Enjoy the episode. I think a lot of people would agree that people are just too sensitive these days, but I'd argue that and say maybe you ain't sensitive enough. Welcome to a Pisces Moon podcast starring your host, Tanara. Join me every week as we talk about love, relationships, mental health, self-care, childhood trauma, and more. Nothing's off limits here, and this is a safe space to dive deep. Because getting in your feelings is how you truly get into healing. What's up, everybody? It is Tanara. Welcome back to a Pisces Moon podcast. I know it has been a while, but I am back. We have a lot to catch up on. Um, Nonetheless, I hope that everyone is doing good. I hope that everyone is in a place where they feel comfortable, relaxed right now, especially while you're listening to my podcast, because I'm not purposely trying to give off that vibe. It's just me. <laughs> so I do hope that everyone is doing well today. Um, it's Saturday right now for me. I'm just sitting in bed, looking at a nice view of trees, um, yeah, just a nice view of trees and the sky and squirrels running around, um, searching for things within the dead leaves on the ground. Yeah, that's that that's my scenery right now. But anyway, I've been gone for a while. Let's start with that because my phone was broken. Okay, um, this is a podcast of humble beginnings. Okay. What matters most is what comes out of my mouth, (laughs) okay, and the sound quality. As long as you can hear what I'm saying clearly and I am conveying my message clearly um, and I'm leaving you with something that opens your mind or a profound thought or something that maybe um, you never thought of with a certain perspective before, that is what is important. But yes, I'm recording all of this for my um trusty iphone and i cracked it so um that kind of really set me behind when it came to recording podcast episodes and i do apologize to my audience who listens to me every week that i upload i do appreciate you i do appreciate all the new listeners and you know people who just take the time out to hear what i have to say um because I just really love doing this for real. I really do. It's something that I've always wanted to do and now I'm doing it and yeah, I'm making a way. So that's all that matters. But <clears throat> excuse me. One thing I will say is during the duration of my phone being broken, I have another phone, but it's a, it's a little, it's a little Android. If you know, you know, 
And um, I'm going to be so real that it's going to be like, okay. But anyway, it was a food stamp phone. When I had food stamps um, a little while back, I got approved for a little trap phone. That's what I call it. And so I was using that. But this phone, it didn't have all the features that my iPhone had. Uh, the, The speed was slower. It doesn't have all the apps that Apple has. It... Um, I was only able to connect to Wi-Fi and I would have to use um, text now to be able to communicate with people. Or um, I would be on Instagram and you know what I'm saying? I would connect with people on there um, to let them know, hey, my phone is broken. But I was not able to have the luxury of just using my phone the way I am with my iPhone And so at first it was very upsetting, really, really, really upsetting. But then as the days went on and I just kind of accepted like, hey, my phone is broken and right now I can't go get it fixed. It then became me observing life without my phone. And it's not that I've never had my phone broken before. It's not that I've never taken social media fasts or whatever. But I feel like we need that reminder sometimes of life without technology. (laughs) And I would ask myself these questions. Like, I wonder if I could survive, truly survive without my phone. Because we're very dependent on uh, our phones for so much. And... Um, I was talking to someone a while back and um, just talking about how we have spiritual imprints on these cell phones, guys. And I don't think we realize it, but we do. Like your your essence is on this phone. This, And just like people say, um, there's been a lot of talk about artificial intelligence and how they're really trying to morph the human being with technology, it, man, that's been happening. Talking about they trying to make us into cyborgs and this, this, and that. It it, it might not look like Teen Titan, you know, the uh, character cyborg. It might it might not look like that. You might not literally be being, you know, putting. They might not literally put robot parts onto your body, but it, it's already happening. Like these phones have our spiritual imprint. For sure, our consciousness is on these phones, you know, whether it's the notes that you put in your phone, your pictures, your videos, your memories, um, you know, just everything that is important to you is on these phones Um, because life is so different when you don't have your phone and you realize how dependent you are on it. And it's actually really scary. Even, for example, for me, I've always used GPS for everywhere that I've went uh, when I've drove somewhere. And it really even made me kind of come to terms with that when I didn't have my phone because I was like, damn, like, do I know where I am? Do I know, like, how to get to a place without the phone if it came down to it? Um and I'm going to be totally honest. It's a confession that I have. I do not memorize street names. And half of the time, if you come up to me asking me, how do you get to this street? I'm probably not going to know. And I feel like that makes me feel out of touch when I don't have my phone to guide me. So I've tried to make 
a habit now of, um, I've tried to make a habit now of once a GPS tells me somewhere to go, next time I'm going to make sure I get the actual street names. I've always been an observer as far as like, I know how a street looks. I know different features of where I am that tells me this is a familiar place. I've been here before. I have a very great memory, but when it comes to actually memorizing the street names, I just have never cared to do it. Why? I don't know. Um... So, yeah, some people may say that's a bad thing. Some people may say, oh, I do the same thing. But um, the whole point is I just was recognizing different things about um, myself and about life while I didn't have my phone. And I just felt more present because usually when you don't have a screen in front of you, you can actually look at what's around you. Listen to the sounds around you. Really engage when it comes to your senses, your six senses at that because I'm sorry, guys. My voice is like out of there right now. Um, You can really, you know, engage with your sixth, um, sixth sense as well as your five senses. And yeah, you just tap into how beautiful and how um, interesting life is, um, because nature is always giving us signs. Life has always given us signs and synchronicities and, you know, things that we need to, you know, pay attention to, uh, as far as when it comes to steps we need to take or lessons that we need to learn. But we're so in these phones. We are so engulfed in these phones and social media that we're we're not able to do that. And it's scary because now we're out of touch with our with our true selves. You know what I'm saying? We're being influenced by the phones all day. Even just the fact that, you know what I'm saying? Um, Because this shit is really all psychology for real. Just fucking with our minds, even just the phone listening to you. It, it, if you're not careful and if you are ignorant to the fact that um, a lot of places like phone companies and the people that make the phones, they, they study psychology. They study different. They have people who are. Um, <clears throat> they have people that are, you know, well-educated when it comes to psychology, when it comes to um, the human mind, and they know how to market things to us, you know? They know how to make us spend our money. They know how to make us eat certain foods. They know how to make us wear certain clothes, you know? Um, And that just reminds me of of the saying If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. If you don't have clear boundaries on what it is you do and don't do, you is going to just be out here just aimless, like not even knowing what's going on and just consuming anything. And with, with the phone, I literally was telling somebody I was hungry earlier and then a Domino's because I have a Domino's app, but I had not gotten any type of notification from this app until I said, I'm hungry. And I 
I was eating some snacks or whatever, and I had told someone, I texted them, and I was like, oh, yeah, I was about to go in the kitchen and cook something because I'm hungry. And literally, the damn app was like, it's Saturday, and you're getting hungry. I was like, and it doesn't freak me out because it's just, we know the phones are listening to us. We know, um... And it's a, it's, I feel like it's an illusion though. It's an illusion. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's almost as if, of course, we're being marketed technology to feel like we can't live without it, to feel like it is our friend when really it's supposed to be, um, a servant to us. And so it's, it's funny because they'll try to market these things, um, as them being, you know, they try to market them as being super beneficial, super trustworthy things to use, uh, when we know that that's not the case. And they even do certain things to make technology, social media addicting where you cannot get off of it. And just being in everyday life, um, I really have to tell myself to put the phone down and, One thing I've noticed is that um, whether I'm on public transit, the bus, the train, whatever, I see so many people who um, are always on their phones. We're all always on our phones. And it's so scary. It's so scary because now human interaction, um, it's just it's really not the it's almost like it's becoming not the norm. You know, we get up, first thing we do is jump on the phone, first thing we do is check social media, and it's like, did we go walk outside, did we um, pray, did we freaking brush our teeth and wash our face, did we stretch our bodies, did we thank our bodies for what they do for us, Um, you know, have we actually tapped in to the 3D you know, to where we are before we just, and I'm guilty of this myself. So, um, yeah, just observing other people in our posture while we're using the phones, like our neck and our head, you know, and and your head, I think our um, heads weigh about eight pounds. If I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, But I believe our heads weigh about eight I'm going to say 8 to 12 pounds, but I don't think it weighs no damn 12 pounds. I think it's 8. <laughs> if your head weighs uh, 12 pounds, then damn. But anyway, that weight on your neck, you know what I'm saying? And it causes tension. And I say this from experience. You be on your phone too long. It, uh, you're weighing your damn neck down because your head isn't a certain. And you can feel it if you pay attention to the way that your body feels. You know, you'll know that this is not a good posture position for you to be in. You looking down at your phone. You're not aware of what's going on around you. And I feel like we're missing so many great opportunities to interact with people. And I want to also go into that because um, this is just something that popped up in my head the other day. But I feel like these uh, just technology and, and, you know, society trying to be more dependent on technology is really dangerous for us that have depression, anxiety, you know, different things like that. Um, and I can't speak for, for everybody in their, um, in their mental state, but for me as a person who 
I know I've struggled with depression. I know I've struggled with anxiety. And I even feel like I have undiagnosed ADHD. I'm going to be honest. I realize like I cannot. I can't afford to be on the fucking phone all the time. It's not going it's not going to help me. It's just not. You know, um especially when it when it comes to just certain things that are distracting, like no. You know what I'm saying? Because if I'm ignoring things that I need to take care of, it's just going to cause me more anxiety. It's just going to cause me more depression because man, I could have got up and um handled this but I didn't. Um and I also feel like it, it alienates us more. It does. And I was watching a video on just once again how they're um, and all this stuff just like with meta, um, them trying to just make things more virtual. And everybody thinks that people are um, conspiracy theorists when they talk about really how they're trying to morph human life um into being controlled completely by technology and it's like no like it's it's freaking happening like and if you grew up in the same generation that I did I was born in 97 um obviously like video games and phones and things were already out but if you are what I will say cuz I'm 25 so if you are um around this same age or I would say just like around like your early 20s um to late 20s I might not be accurate who the fuck cares the whole point is (laughs) I was born in 97 and growing up I've seen just the rise of technology the changing of the phones like I've had iPhones since um I've had iPhones since I would say middle school. I've I've always had Apple products. I've seen, you know, the iPods and the iPod um, Nanos and all that type of stuff. I've had these things. I've went from a flip phone uh, to a slide up phone. You know, I've seen just how technology as far as phones and games and computers and things have evolved. And I've been... You know, I've been actually using these things. So I've seen how they, they've tried to add all of these features. And it, you know what I'm saying? It intrigues us. It makes us want to use them more. So I've seen how they've made it where we're more dependent on it. All of these different apps like, oh, okay, um, here's a habit tracker. You know, you you you. So since you can't keep up with your daily tasks of self care of this, um, here's uh reminders to make sure that you do this. Um, you got food ordering apps like getting groceries or ordering food. Like there are so many things that make the phone so convenient. But then I feel like it makes us super lazy and we're not dependent on ourselves. Like, it's sad. And then I feel like COVID-19 made it that much more normal for us to be lazy as shit, including me. And it's sad because now we're not in the world. We're just looking at it from the outside where we don't have to go out and and, and be um, participants. You know what I'm saying? And 
niggas not going outside enough. The kids are not going outside enough anymore. You know, not getting any sunlight, fresh air. They want to stay inside and play the game all day. I'm thankful that I was a part of, you know, the last of those kids that actually liked to go outside, that actually liked to be outside all day until the streetlights came on. Because a lot of people, you know, even my siblings, they don't go outside unless they're going to school, unless they're in the car going to the store, and that's not outside, you know? And so it's like it's affecting the children now, like the younger kids, you know, all they want to do is play Roblox and fucking Fortnite and they already on TikTok and parents are to blame, too, because why the hell are you putting an iPad in front of a damn two year old? I have to laugh at this. Why are you putting why are you putting an iPad in front of a two-year-old? And then you wonder where they're learning shit at. You wonder where they're learning all this crazy-ass shit. But you can't take responsibility from the fact that you're not actually taking the time to spend time with your child or parent them correctly. It's too many... It's too many... um Lazy parents who also are just contributing to... You know, this whole AI, you know, artificial intelligence, you know, takeover as well. I feel like I really do. Why the fuck does your child need a phone at three, at four? Like, what is going on? Is it does no one actually take the time to think about these things before or it's just like, oh, we're just going to we're just going to give our child this this thing that we don't know all the content that's on there. You barely know how to work it. Did you put any parental controls on it? Did you and this is no judgment to anybody who's given our child a damn tablet, but it's like, can we stop? I think that's the thing, too, is teaching children. Once again, that dependence on phones, on tablets for entertainment, put them in extracurricular activities, like take them places, like save up money to expose your children to things that are going to help them in their real life. Can't no nigga that's been fucking attached to a phone for 18 years. Well, we'll say 16 16 years going to be able to do shit for themselves or society. And it makes me think about even dating. Like, there's so many people who are dependent on dating apps. They don't know how to go ask nobody out. They don't know even how to have a conversation. One thing I will pride myself on. I am awkward as shit at times because people just make me uncomfortable because they're vibes and shit. It is what it is. But I pride myself on being able to have a a very deep, profound, mind-opening, mind-changing conversation with someone. I pride myself on conversations and talking is very important to me. Very important to me. And it might be because I was expected to be silent for so long. So then all I could do is listen to a lot of things around me. So when I am engaging in conversation with people, a lot of the times I'm very present. Because that's really a lot of keys to life are in conversation. A lot of 
um, guidance is in things that you pick up on in conversation. You know, info is passed. Um, human conversation and human interaction is very sacred. <clears throat> and I myself forget this sometimes, especially as someone who has some social anxiety, who has this anxiousness at times when it comes to people. But when you come across a person where you and them are on the same frequency or they're on a higher frequency than you, they they have more experience, they know different things. Just that sacred moment of talking and um, exchanging info or learning something new that will stick with you because this person shared that with you, that's irreplaceable. You cannot replace that in this life. And so I feel like, yeah, just being on the phone all the time is taking that away from us. And I had to really pray to God the other day for me to just not forget that. And I'm going to pray about that again tonight. I don't want to forget that me talking, me sharing my thoughts, my opinions, sometimes we feel like our opinions don't matter. Sometimes we feel like our voices don't matter. And I feel like a lot of the times social media has given that voice to the silent, but in the wrong ways, because I feel like it's not about you going and hating on somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Social media and technology should be used for you to learn, but not be dependent on. Not for you to go on there and voice your insecurities and doubts and fears and push that on to everybody else. No, that's not what it's about. So it's not serving you, you know, if you're doing that. You're serving it. You're the servant. Okay, you're you're distracted completely. You're not doing what you actually need to be doing. And you a hater. You know, you're hurt. You need to go get yourself together if you feel the need to do that with strangers all day. And I had to say that because some people need to hear that. Like that's weirdo behavior. But um back to my point, I just feel like yeah, I had to really think about that. Like, you know, even just that time of not doing anything. You know, you can't get into your flow of creativity, of of presentness, you know what I'm saying, of spirituality. You can't get into that flow when you're on your fucking phone all day, man. You cannot get into that flow and you're not going to ever be in that flow when you're on your phone all day. And so the time that I took away from my phone because it was broken, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even want to get it fixed, but my podcast is important to me. So that's one of the reasons why I got my phone fixed. Um, That's one of the reasons. Sorry, y'all. I be trying not to talk too much in Ebonics because people be trying to say you ignorant. But anyway, um, um. It was one of the reasons why I got my phone fixed, but also because I know I need to have a a mode of communication for different tasks and things that I need to do in my everyday life. Because I got business that I need to take care of and we all do. Right. So, yeah. But I really felt like, man, like I'm almost to the point where I'm okay with not having a phone, you know, and I felt and I'm going to continue this, but just even my other phone only working on wi-fi it gave me more time to just see what was around me more and i've always been a person who is very in tune what's going on around me but i i can't admit that the phone sometimes takes over and just me simply listening and and 
um, looking at the world around me, smelling the world around me, which is good and bad, and just really taking the time to think, you know, um, new ideas came up, you know, for me, um, realizations and your mind is just taking over when you looking at a screen all day it just is it just is and I even find myself now because I used to hate doing this but it's funny how at one point you don't like doing something and then all of a sudden you're doing that same thing that you say you don't like because I've always even if I be on my phone I feel like it's so disrespectful to be on the phone while you and a person are having conversation because once again that just shows that you're not really present in the conversation you're not really present in what the person is saying and you're also showing them that you don't feel what they're saying is important I hate when a person is scrolling on their phone or looking at their phone while I'm talking to them it's one thing if you're looking at the time or something but even then it it shows that you're you're in a rush to get away or that you're not completely present or you have better things that you could be doing. And I've noticed that I've started doing that with people and it's not on purpose, but it's just because we're so reliant on these freaking phones that we can't stand one second without it. And that's how you know it's become a part of you. It's it's too late. People be trying to say, nah, it's, it's already become a, a part of you. It's already become a part of you. You can't even go hours without asking, where's my phone at? You, we, I don't want to even speak for we. I want to say me personally, like that anxiety, that, that like panic that goes through you when you don't have it. That tells it all. That shows that attachment that we have, you know, and I'm not against using it for creation, for creating things with your phone like I'm doing right now with talking to you guys and putting out um, this content, which is a podcast episode, you know, but we have to be intentional about how we're using it. And that's what I took away from it. I have to be more intentional about the way that I'm using my cell phone. I cannot let this be my only source of entertainment. There's too much. There's too much life. There's too much things that I can be doing. And once again, using your creativity even for entertainment. And sometimes you don't need to be entertained. Sometimes you just need to sit your ass down. And we can't even do that. We feel like we always need to be doing something if our mind is, is, isn't occupied. But that's just because so many people are running away from themselves and their feelings and, and their fears and their trauma. Like, honestly, if you really, and somebody might not like that I've said this, but I've been to, I've been to a, uh, a few counselors, you know, therapists before, and I'm, I'm once again a very self-aware person. There's nothing that you can tell me about myself that I do not already know. And that's because I was forced into a place of being alone a lot where I had to sit with my thoughts. I had to cry myself to sleep. I had to reflect on a lot of things that happened to me with no true closure, um, no apologies, no nothing that would really comfort or soothe me in any way 
So I've had to look at a lot of dark aspects of myself and there's nothing wrong with darkness. Um, but I think that is why for me, um, I went to a therapist and I was telling her different things about methods that I use to, you know what I'm saying? Just tap into my, my thoughts, my mind, my emotions. And she was like, well, honestly, you're, you're doing everything that, um, that I would suggest you do already. You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, well, shit, why the fuck do I need therapy then? And I'm not saying that I'm not going to go back. Um, because I do feel like with the right therapist, with the right counselor, you can get some tools that you've never gotten before. But that's one thing that brings me to my point is that if we weren't so busy avoiding, we could actually be tapping into ourselves and who we really are. So many of us are following trends, following generalizations. Um, and I was watching 19 Keys today. Um, watching his high level conversations, um, which I really do enjoy. I've followed 19 Keys for years, and he was just pretty much, he started talking about the education system, which I could also relate to because obviously I've went to school, you know what I'm saying? Um, I've been in public school, I've done this, but I also am a paraprofessional. That is my job. Um, I am a paraprofessional in kindergarten, so I help teach kindergartners. Um, and so as a paraprofessional, I've gotten the chance to really learn about just how flawed the education system is. And it's not like you can't see it as a student. You can see it as a student as well about how flawed, um, the education system is and how, um, everything is generalized. And that's what he was talking about. He was talking about, um, the custom, custom or customization, customization, um, versus uh, generalization and how, you know, um, a man is pretty much judged off of a generalized kind of, I guess, answer key or a generalized um, scope of what he can do based off these same skills that every other person will be judged on. But we all are very much so different. Um, we're all very much so different in our essence and our being and what our life path is, um, our personalities. It doesn't matter if you were born from the same mother or the same father, um, or both parents, you know, um, you and your siblings will be different. Y'all are not going to go down the same path. And so it's like, how fucked up is it? that this is how the education system is. You go into school and if you maybe are too hyper, if you maybe are too quiet, if you maybe are um, more reserved or maybe if you maybe just have a different way of learning, a different way of processing things, um, then you're going to be labeled a certain way. Based off of that generalized, um, you know what I'm saying, that generalized measuring key. I don't really know exactly what to call it, but I know that you guys understand what I'm saying. And that's just how life is in general. You know what I'm saying? That's how life is in general. And it's just this same kind of, you know, um, the same kind of generalization that gets a lot of people caught up. You know, and the phones even further 
they even further that I feel like agenda. I'm going to be honest, because what do you see when you get on social media? Everybody looks the same. Everybody's doing the same things. A lot of things are saturated because no one wants to go outside of the norm. And so that was just a really profound thing that he said. Um, And I really appreciated it because it just made me even um, think about how I felt growing up when it came to just life in general, because I don't even want to just say education, but it definitely showed. But yeah, definitely showed in just you know, if if you're not able to be a certain way, and usually this is how I've seen life, you know, if you're not, if you don't look a certain way, if you don't dress a certain way, if you don't act a certain way, you're discarded. And um, I think that's one of the reasons why I really, really have always had a place in, in, in my heart um, for the forgotten, for the discarded, for those who are ignored. I've always been that way since I was young because that's how I felt. And so usually those people who are the outcasts or whatever, I definitely would take a liking to those people. Um, I've never been the type to go towards what's popular, what what is, you know, it's just not me. I like, you know, those things that are considered weird or whatever. So I feel like for me, um, because I felt that way, that's why I would gravitate towards those things. And I feel like with being a paraprofessional, I've gotten a chance to even look at those children who are the forgotten, who are the ones that quote unquote struggle, who are the ones that may be labeled as, oh, they have, uh, you know, they have learning disabilities and this, this and that. And, and um, 19 Keys was just saying, of course, if you put a child in an environment or you put something in front of a child that they don't like, of course, they're going to rebel against it. It's not in their essence. And that's just for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Um, if if you're still in tune with your true self, then anything that does not align with your true self will be rejected. And this has been even something I've continued to learn in my life. Because I know the type of life that I want to live, but I know in in the society that I am in, <laughs> as an American, as you know, uh, a young American at that, uh, trying to find my way, it's been horrible. It has been uh, very challenging because I know that I don't fit in this. I don't fit in this. This is not me on a soul level. I've known it since I was young and I know it now, you know, and a lot of the things that I do, I feel like have been misinterpreted as impulsive. It's been misinterpreted as, you know, everywhere, all over the place. And it's not, it's much, it's been reflected on everything I do. I reflect on it. I can't help but do that. I can't help but analyze. I can't help but observe. And that's even just going into, I thought about that today, you know, while I was listening. And I just really want to say thank you to 19 Keys because, man, like, I just love seeing, you know, uh, a black man, black men that are in tune with their spiritual selves because that is not 
it's not the norm anymore. It's just not, you know, their higher consciousness as well as their human self. I'm appreciative of that. But, you know, a lot of the times when we're asked who we are, um, we usually go based off of our career. We, oh, well, I'm an engineer. Oh, I'm a nurse. Oh, I'm a, and then we go based off these roles of what we do for other people. Like, oh, I, I am a father. I'm a mother. I'm a daughter. Um, I am a, you know, we go based off of our religion. I am a Christian. I am this. And it's like, no, you know, those things may be valid to a certain extent, but like, do you really know who you are? And I had just this time of reflecting back onto um, just things I've always liked as a child and because we get so lost. And I think that's why it's important for us to have reminders around us constantly of who we are, because there can be things that come up that make us forget that. And this is still tying into technology and just and just so many things that we're being passively controlled by um you know very very honestly a lot of it is really in your face but things are also subtle but the other day going back to um me being a paraprofessional on Friday I was, this was just yesterday, I was, you know, in class, we were having a Valentine's Day party. The teacher that I work with, she decided to have a Valentine's Day party for the kids, um, which was great, um, you know, because I, I love just seeing the kids enjoy themselves, and so we got everything together. The kids brought things to share with the other children for Valentine's Day, Valentine's cards, etc., and Okay, I was in charge of packing the Valentine's Day bags that they were going to put all of their goodies and their cards in and everything else. So I started to go in and, you know, um, I'm kind of known as the creative, you know, in the class now because I, I like to draw and I'm not like a a super like skilled painter or nothing like that. I just enjoy drawing. I've I've always loved creating, painting. And so I went ahead and started doing the bags and I decided I was going to write their names on the bags but also just decorate them. Um I was going to decorate them really, you know, um and I didn't have the plan to really go all out with the decoration, but I started to put the names and I will put some hearts, you know, cuz it's Valentine's Day, put some cute little hearts, but something unlocked you know what I'm saying? Something unlocked while I was doing it. I was just coming up with all these different ideas of how to decorate the Valentine's Day bags. And before you knew it, I was just in my creative flow. I was thinking of all these different ideas. And of course, I had these canvases to try them out on. And it was just it was fun for me. I was loving it. And I wasn't rushed or anything like that because I was just in charge of getting the bags done so and putting the gifts inside for the kids and I loved it I loved the ideas that would come up in my head and you know I was just having fun being in that flow and it made me reflect back on just who I was as a child and how I always loved going to like you know places where you could um 
you know, create art, um, paint different things, whether it was a canvas or whether it was like a blank um, sculpture or something that you could paint on. Um, I've, I've always loved things like that. And so it made me really think about who I am. And I came up with a few, you know, um, names that I could, you know, not names, but words, okay, that describe me. And of course, it was, I feel like my most important title is I am a creator. I am a creator in every fiber of my being. I've always been a creator. It doesn't matter what it is. I've always like, I really, and this is no bragging, but I feel like I have almost forgotten just how creative I am, just in the way that I um, write music, in the way that I talk, in the way that I dress myself. I can put together anything. I can look you know, I can look good and shit. Everything I got was fucking from Walmart. It might've been donated to me. It might've been something that didn't cost nothing. It's cheap as hell, but I made it look good. I, um, I'm creative in the way that I cook. I'm creative in just, you know, um, and how I do things, my methods of how I do things. And it's perfectly okay. I am a visualizer. Like I was just saying, I was visualizing different things and I've always been a visualizer. I've, I've always been able to visualize how something would look this way. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be furniture. It could be clothing. It could be, um, you know, drawing, putting something together, um, helping someone else with their um, ideas. I am a visualizer. Um, another thing that I said was I am an analyzer, which I mentioned earlier and I am an observer these are my these are my strengths these are the things that are very true to me you know and there's a lot more that I can go into but the whole point of that is you know we're all made very uniquely um and I kind of went off on a side you know bar from what I was talking about earlier, but it's still important, you know what I'm saying? And I just feel like even when it comes to life, we're limiting our freaking potential sitting on these phones all day and we could be doing a lot more. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. And we cannot let these phones take over our lives to the point where we're just not present, not here, not using our ideas, wasting our energy on putting it like we're putting our energy into these phones we're using up all of our energy on these phones that's scary these machines and then people are so afraid that artificial intelligence is going to take over it's already taken over especially us young people especially the youth we have energetic imprints on these phones you know we really do that's why people be fucking going crazy if somebody go through their phone, if somebody, the most sacred parts of ourselves are on these phones for some of us. And that even goes into just the conversation of do we need to put boundaries on what we put on these motherfucking phones? As far as pictures, what if you only put certain pictures on your phone? If it's not something that is like business related, if it's not something 
where you need like a certain, you know what I'm saying, like paperwork or different things like that that's being photographed. Should it even be on your phone? You know, what if we just said, hey, we're just going to use our phone for business. We're just going to use our phone for creative things. And we kept all our sacred stuff as far as pictures of family, pictures of lovers, pictures of ourselves, intimate pictures at that. We kept those on um, a camera. Let's go back to taking pictures again. You know, I've always wanted a Polaroid camera. I've always wanted. I love the feeling of vintage looking pictures. They they have a reflective feel to them. You know, they have a nostalgic feel. That's why I love Polaroids. I love the instant cameras, you know. Um, and growing up, I seen the importance of those because the photo albums that my great-grandfather had, that my grandmother had, um, you know, that different people had photo albums, That that's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? You can't replace that physical feeling of a photo as opposed to all your shit being on your phone, you know? I just wish we could go back to more so, you know, being able to physically have things, you know, that we save, just like albums. Uh, I've always been attached to these type of things because I feel like I'm just big on memories. I'm big on memorabilia and just being able to go and touch things. It's not good enough for me to, oh, I got this picture and, oh, I posted it on Instagram or, oh, I got these messages, this, this and that, because it doesn't really have a feeling to it. Yes, it has an energy imprint on it, but it's nothing that is replacing the physical, you know, remnant of that situation. But yeah, overall, um, I think I just really learned (laughs) while not having my phone, like I have to be more intentional. I want to be away from the phone more. I'm ready just to be outside more. That's why I'm I'm excited for the spring. And um, even with my anxiety that I have sometimes and things like that, I have tools for that. So that doesn't scare me. You know, um, I know what to expect with my anxiety. I know how to alleviate it, I guess you could say. Um, I know how to really just even give myself compassion for having it, you know. Um, And I know how to reassure myself through that. So I'm excited just to be more present in my life this year. You know, I feel like that's that's the main New Year's resolution, being compassionate. I said getting more rest, I remember, but being more present. I don't know if I already said that in that episode where I talked about New Year's resolutions, but um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So even after I get off of here um, with talking with you guys, chatting it up, I definitely just want to make sure that if I'm watching something on my phone, that it's opening my mind, you know, I'm ready to get back into reading. I feel like, man, I don't want to let my phone get me away from myself. And I'm seriously, seriously, once I do um, get myself to um, 
a place where I can record on my microphone and I can have a setup for my podcast, I'm probably going to downgrade my phones. Like seriously, because I, it's getting to the point where you can really just see the effect that it's having on us. And it's sad. And I'm not really trying to be a participant anymore. I've been latched on when it comes to technology for majority of my life. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of how I feel when I don't have my phone. I'm sick of, you know, looking at social media and feeling like I'm not really um not really participating like I would like to. Um and then it just makes an unrealistic view of life. It it gives us an unrealistic view of life when we're looking at life through a screen with filters and edited portions and just all this type of bullshit, you know, and we all have so much potential. We all have so many things within us. And, you know, for us to just be sitting up on the phone all day when you off of work, when your ass could have been, and this is me talking to myself, like you could have went and decided, oh, I'm going to cook me a new meal today that I've never cooked before. Oh, I'm going to go to the coffee shop and have me a coffee, you know. And these are things that are very, um, very important to me, but I don't do them all the time. I don't do them as much as I should. We're cheating ourselves of life. We really are. We're cheating ourselves of life. And I don't give a fuck about this damn pandemic that has happened or none of that. You know what I'm saying? I do want to say rest in peace to all of those people who have lost their lives, you know, and, and, but it's like life is still going and I just don't want to miss out on it because I'm on this bitch all the time. You know what I'm saying? Not, not my podcast, my phone, you know, I don't want to miss out on it because, you know, I've been fucking zombified by my freaking cell phone or computer. And I feel like you need to feel the same way. So this year, we need to be outside. We need to be outside more, you know? And we need to be okay with being outside. Especially those of us who depend on our phones for some type of comfort or, you know what I'm saying? Um, even, even Even dopamine, like, no, I feel like do not let your phone be your source of dopamine. We need to look into different methods. Get on your phone right now and let's look into new methods of getting that dopamine. Fuck the phones. That's what I'm finna say. Fuck the phones. Okay. And that's how I'm ending this. I hope that everything that I said was very understandable. And also just gave you a new perspective on them and will help you to, you know, integrate um, just more hands on activities in your life. You know, whether it's exercising more, going outside, that's really what my plan is. I want to go outside more. I want to because I love going outside. There's so many things around us for us to enjoy. And because we get, you know what I'm saying? We get distracted with these fucking phones. We're not doing it. Let's do it more. Let's remind ourselves like, nah, I'm going to do something for me today. We got these bodies. Are we stretching them? Are we hydrating? Are we doing the things that we need to do with our bodies for real? You know, are we wasting our potential? Are we getting lazy? You know, 
Are we only getting our information from the phone, from social media, instead of actually going and reading a book or researching? And I feel like this has become a crutch for me, and I'm upset about it. I'm upset about it. I'm upset about it for sure. And you should be too. So yeah, let's, let's, what, what are you going to integrate into your life that's going to take you away from your phone every day? What are you going to start integrating into your life? All right. For me, I'm going to get back into reading. I'm going to get back into reading and I'm going to hold myself accountable. So I will be coming on here to let you guys know, but I'm going to get back into reading because I used to love to read. Reading is one of my, like, just, I love it. It's one of my greatest pleasures is reading, especially stories. But I want to read more for information. So I want to read more. And I also want to exercise more in whatever way I can. I want to do yoga. I would love to go to the gym because I want to be um, gym thick. I want to be fit thick. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm thick already, but I'm trying to be uh, fit thick, you feel me? And I really want to, um, I live in Atlanta, so I want to go to Stone Mountain more. I want to go to Piedmont Park more. I want to, I want to go to more museums. I want to do more this year. You know what I'm saying? I want to live more of my life, um, and be outdoors more. And so, yeah. Okay. That's what I want to do. So think about what you want to do. Let me know. I'm going to put a question down below that says, what um, activity are you going to integrate in your life? And I want you to let me know. But I thank you guys so much for listening. I really did enjoy recording this episode. And I will talk to you guys next time.